you do it right to save because you work too hard for your money not to. Lowe's is here to help with special Labor Day savings throughout the store. When you buy a DeWalt two-tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver, you get a DeWalt bear tool for free. Choose from a reciprocating or circular saw, angle grinder, or 20-volt battery. And update your appliances and get up to 40% off select appliance special values. This Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Tool offer valid through 828. Appliance offer valid through 911 U.S. only. I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the earth. No single space project in this period will be more impressive to mankind or more important for the long-range exploration of space. What up, what up? This is your boy Rob Clark welcoming you to the 22 November Network. Get ready for another exciting edition of the Lone Gunman Podcast featuring me. That's right, your boy Rob Clark coming at you. Stay tuned. Be right there. Hola, and a big old como esta to all of our people out there. This is your boy Rob Clark on the Loon Gummin Podcast, episode number 42. Punch and Judy, which is a play on words. I hope you know, you understand. This is not a literal sense. You know, the old uh, marionette dials, Punch and Judy. Well, this is a little play on words, but, you know, Punch and Judy. And the Judy I'm referring to is Judith Barry Baker which we will get into in a second. But first, let me welcome you all back to the show. The numbers are coming back up, and I got some big, big news. I got a big announcement. Now, it's been a long time coming, people, but a lot of people out there that use Apple products, the iPods, iPhones, Macs, have, have uh, let it be known to us here at the 22 November Network that they've been having trouble getting to and playing our podcast for some reason now that process has been made a whole lot easier for the Lone Gummin podcast your boy is now officially on iTunes that's right you can find me in iTunes I'm on Stitcher you can get the Stitcher app and listen to me through there I am also now currently on Blueberry which can be found uh, if anybody out there has Roku boxes, uh, you know, stuff like that. You can listen to me on your television while you're cleaning the house. Crazy stuff, man. Crazy stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm blowing up all over the place. I figured, you know what? It, it's time. It's time to start disseminating and getting this thing out there in more places. So that's the plan. And that's not all of them. I got a couple more in the works. So 
You can now you can listen via iTunes, via Stitcher, via Spreaker, and via Blueberry. That's Blueberry with no E's in it. B L U B R R Y. Okay. You can go to blueberry.com slash the Lone Gummin Podcast and you find me there. And uh, so, yeah, that's the big news, man. I'm, I'm excited. And uh, iTunes is huge, man. There's a lot of people that use Apples. I'm an Android guy myself. So I never went to the dark side. I mean, to uh, Apple products. But for those of you that do, and I know there's millions of people out there that do. It's now easy to find me. I'm in iTunes. All you got to do is subscribe. Please leave me some good feedback. You know, you can rate the podcast. It only helps with my exposure. The more you like, you know, each episode, the more you leave comments and feedback, the better it is for me to get featured, which is more eyes on my show and more ears or me, my show in more ears. Put it, put it like that. So, if you want to help me out, that's how you can help me out. You can share the show, share links to the show, comment, rate it, subscribe. You can subscribe on Stitcher. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can subscribe on Blueberry. And you can follow me on Spreaker. You know, that's that's all I ask people. Help a brother out. You know, I work hard doing this stuff for you guys. The least you can do is hit a like button for me. I would appreciate it. Or leave some feedback. Say, hey, man, loving the show. I'm digging it. Keep up the good work, blah, blah, blah. You know, that would help me immensely, and I would truly, truly appreciate it. So if you could do that for me, awesome, okay? Now let's get right into this, because this is a topic I've been putting off for a while now. And I, I'm i not going to lie to you, a little bit too, a little bit of me is, is just a little teeny tiny torn here, because... Unlike a lot of people out there who criticize Judith Berry Baker, I have read her book. I do own her book. I did buy her book on Kindle. Okay? It's on my phone right now. I've read it twice. Okay? I read it once the first time a couple years ago, and I read it again a couple months ago, just to refresh my memory, because... How can I put this? Well, we had to go to this conference, right? You know, the one that I've been pimping forever, for ever. It was in Alexandria, the the Warren Report, fifty years later. And uh, of course, Judith Baker was going to be there, so I wanted to bone up a little bit on my Judith Baker information, so I could ask intelligent questions. And I will say this: in person, face to face, a very nice lady, you know. Very, very gracious lady. And, you know, it's hard to call somebody a a liar to their face or to question them to their face um, because then you look like the asshole to everybody. So I kept my mouth shut at the conference. You know, yes, I did talk to her. Yes, Doug interviewed her. You can go back and listen to that. I was standing right there um, filming it. And, you know, all I can say is very nice lady. You know what I'm saying? You know, no problems there. Now, the question then comes, do I believe her story? And the answer to that is, you know, I don't. 
And, and there's plenty and plenty and plenty of reasons for that. Okay, and we're going to get into them. All right. The reason I want to talk about this right now is because, and the reason I named this podcast Punch and Judy is because she is taking a beating right now on social media, on Facebook. And uh, there's a couple people throwing the punches. It's not me, although you can count this as a punch if you want to. But, um, you know, Greg Parker, he's a great researcher from Australia. And, and a quick aside, okay, I reached out to Greg because they're putting on a JFK conference in Australia next year, okay? You know, the weekend of the assassination in Australia because, you know, there's a lot of good Australian researchers from, from Australia and New Zealand. And Frankie Vegas and Greg Parker are, are, are pretty much trying to put this thing together down there. And they've already got a couple people lined up via Skype and actually in person there. And as we get closer to it, you know, I, I will let you in and, and let, let you know more. Um, but I would recommend, like I said, that we're still a ways away. You know, it's we're 10, 11 months away. But if you're planning on going, you might as well start planning now. And if you're going to Australia, you might as well stay for a week. Okay. So look at the calendar and, and make plans now. Reserve your tickets now. It's going to be a hell of a lot cheaper than if you wait till the last minute. Um, go to our uh, shit reopenkennedycase.org for details of the of the where and the when exactly. And like I said, as time goes on, I'm going to be repeating this um, because I like Greg. I like the Re- reopen Kennedy case forum. I think that they're they're doing really good work over there, and I'm going to support them. I'm going to help them out. I'm going to help promote their conference. So you're going to hear me talk about it a lot next year, next coming year, because <clears throat> it's something I believe in. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a no-nonsense kind of conference. Okay. So be on the lookout for that. But go go visit reopenkennedycase.org, okay, for more details. And start planning now, people. Okay. But like I said, Greg is taking it to Miss Judy Baker right about now. And, uh, you know, Greg Parker, he, he wrote a book, uh, Lee, Lee Harvey Oswald's Cold War. And uh, he's gonna, I think it's going to be a three-part series. Part one is out. Part two is coming. And, uh, you know, he goes after, you know, he's went after the, you know, stuff that he can ag- disagree with and prove that, you know, through through use of, of documents, testimony and everything, um, you know he's a staunch disbeliever in the in the Harvey and Lee phenomenon, and and John Armstrong's work. And he's also a staunch disbeliever in Judith Baker's story. And he's taking it to her, and he's giving her specifics, and he want, and he's asking for answers to questions. And uh, you know they've been going back and forth for a couple of days now on specifics, such as you know re- regarding you know when she knew Oswald, when he was at work, when he wasn't. You know, all kinds of stuff. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And then we had um, Zachary Jindo. I hope I'm saying your name right, dude. Zach, Jen, Zach Jendro and Trish Fleming. Their article came out on their debunked blog. Um, basically using science to disprove Judith Baker's pixelation study. The one she did of Oswald in the doorway, you know. 
proving it was Oswald in the doorway through a pixelation analysis, which is horseshit. Um, and I believe that's horseshit. So great job to them. They're bringing the fight to Judy too. They're, they're, they're asking her the hard questions and she's deflecting, deflect. So Judy's taking a shelling right now from all kinds of directions. And, you know, it's, it's not hard to talk to Judy. I mean, if you call her out, she will answer you. But she also has her defenders. There's like a, a wall of people around her that staunchly believe her, staunchly believe her story, okay? And I equate it to almost like a religion or a cult because these people are applying heavy, heavy faith that what she's saying in her story is accurately true. Without many facts. Here's here's the facts. Okay, here's what Judith Baker can back up. She was in New Orleans the summer of 63. And she worked at, at uh, Riley Coffee Company at the same time Lee Oswald did. Okay, that's the only thing that she can prove with documents or otherwise. Okay, that's it. That's all she can prove. She can't prove this romance. She can't prove, um, you know, that she was involved in this cancer stuff. You know, none of that. Can't prove none of it. Okay? So, you know, and even her people in her own family, you know, were like, no, thank you. You know, her, her ex-husband was like, she's crazy. She's literally insane. You know, and, and when she was... uh telling her story at 60 minutes they sent her for a psychic psych evaluation and she failed miserably and the story was pulled okay and here's what i have a problem with okay and this is just me people love to point to dr mary's monkey as proof you know that judy's story is true but if these people didn't one iota of research they would find very very quickly that Ed Haslam's book, Mary, Fairy, and the Monkey Virus. Okay, notice I did not say Dr. Mary's Monkey. He wrote a book that came out in 1995 called Mary, Fairy, and the Monkey Virus. Okay? And it was a very short book, and it did not detail this elaborate uh, scheme, you know, to... Uh, to kill Castro and develop a fast-acting cancer and all this stuff. It just basically tied, you know, the death of Mary Sherman uh, to to David Ferry, who had, you know, a couple of rats in cages in his apartment. And basically that they were working on, on a secretly on a cure for cancer. Now, that's a little bit different than developing a fast-acting ca- cancer virus, Okay. For the government. You know, CIA type stuff. Now, in 1995, in this first book, and Ed Haslam lives in New Orleans, or or used to, he grew up there. And he interviewed a lot of local people, neighbors, all kinds of stuff, Mary Sherman and David Ferry. Not once did anyone mention Judith Ferry Baker. Or either 
some nebulous other woman being there or being seen, or Lee Harvey Oswald for that matter. Because you have to remember what what Judy Baker alleges in her book that Lee Oswald was some was a courier, you know, for the, for these mice and these diseases. I mean, he was going to supposedly going to Tennessee to get you know radioactive plutonium or whatever the hell he was getting there. You know, he was playing this courier type guy, so he was always she she alleges he was always running from Ferry and Sherman and uh, you know back and forth to the Rat House and the back. Nobody, you know. In this first book, you know, Lee Oswald is not even in it. Okay? So, here we have this this first book in 95. We have Judith Baker not coming out on The Men Who Killed Kennedy until 2003. Now, we know she was kind of active in the community before that. I would say probably about 90... Maybe about 98 or 99 is when she first came out in the community to certain researchers. And, of course, she con- she contacted Ed Haslam, okay, and said, Hey, I read your book. I can tell you it's all true because I was there. I was part of it, okay? And I can tell you all this other stuff and way more details. So, of course, Ed Haslam is going to be like, interested and he's going to contact her. Now, keep in mind, Judy's already read the book, you know, and Judy supposedly, supposedly knew these people. And so, of course, he ate her story up like, like dessert pudding. Okay. And he rewrote his first book. He changed the title and called it Dr. Mary's Monkey. And... Included Judith in that version of the book and her story. Okay. Now, he also helped her write her book. Okay. Me and Lee. You know, as, as did several other researchers like Martin Shackelford and, and, and a couple others, Howard Platzman. But, you know, because, well, she claims to have like one of these photographic memories, you know, to she remember where she was and what she was doing on, you know, May 17th of 1963. You know, I couldn't tell you what I did last week, but, you know, okay, whatever. But, you know, it's not hard to plan out, you know, through through documents and, and Warren Commission exhibits exactly where and what Lee Oswald was doing damn near every day that summer. Okay? Sure, there's some days unaccounted for. But it wouldn't be anything to lay these things down in a big spreadsheet and for Judith to study them and, and say, okay, you know, we were working at Riley this time. So, you know, yeah, I saw him this evening and, you know, we, we did this. We went there. I bought him this shirt. You know, we had sex. We were, you know, whatever, whatever. You know, it's easy to make a story. Okay. Now, I'm not sure why people would do this. You know, some people, you know, seek attention. You know, I I can guarantee you this. She is making money off this story. Believe me, she is. Her book has been in the top 10 of JFK books for years. Years. Okay, now I know that's not like the bestseller list, but, you know, it's, 
because it's not just an assassination book. Okay. It's, it's a love story. Okay. It's a romance, you know, and women eat this stuff up, especially because they can relate to it. They can relate to a love story. You know, guys read this stuff. We really don't care. Um, except for the juicy parts, you know, and Richard Sharnan of the Oswald innocence campaign of which, by the way, Judith has started her own Oswald innocence campaign and basically booted Ralph to the side. And Richard Sharnan is one of her most staunch defenders. Um, and you know, he, he likes to every, every, every couple of weeks or so, um, just just put out the best-selling JFK conspiracy books based on Amazon sales rankings. Now, as of January 10th, <clears throat> let me read you this list. Okay, this is the top 20 books. JFK conspiracy-related books as of January 10th this year. Number one is JFK and the Unspeakable. Okay, well-deserved to be number one. Okay. Next, we have Reclaiming Science, Sharnan's own book, The JFK Conspiracy. Cookville, and I'm only saying that because many people have pointed out problems with his uh, death calculation analysis, but he refuses to revise his, his standings, and it, 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 you know, it, it's junk science. It's hard to prove that a heart attack wasn't really a normal cause of death. And yes, a lot of people surrounding this story did meet uh, untimely demises and I do believe some were connected to the conspiracy okay but he takes it way 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 too far and he's not the first one Craig Roberts did it Penn Jones did it before him people have been doing it for 40 50 years okay trying to tie these um, deaths back to the JFK conspiracy but he's number two and then number three we have the man who killed JFK okay which I think is Roger Stone's book, which is another LBJ did it crap ass piece of shit book. Okay. Then we have David Ferry by Judith Baker. Okay. Then we have Dr. Mary's Monkey by Ed Haslam. Okay. At number five. So you have four of the f top five books written by kooks about stories that they cannot. Um, sustain through facts or or documents or anything else. These are these are faith stories. Um, then we have number six. They killed our president. Not a bad book. Okay, it's by a respectable dude. Then we have Me and Lee by Judith Baker. So Judy has two books in the top seven JFK conspiracy books. Okay. Next, we have JFK Assassination Rehearsal. Eh, okay. Not in Your Lifetime. Good book. On the Trail of the Assassins. Good book. Crossfire, Jim Mars at 11. That's okay. Um, 12, Hitless, Richard Belzer. 13, Last Investigation by Gaten Fonzie. Should be higher. JFK, The CIA, Vietnam, and the Plot to Assassinate JFK. Fletcher Prouty. Should be higher. Echo from Dealey Plaza, Abraham Bolden, should be higher. Then we have LBJ, Mastermind to Colossus by Phil Nelson, should be about a thousand times lower. Uh, 
the Loy Factor Fantasy, The Men on the Sixth Floor at 17. Killing JFK, History of Deceit at 11. Never heard of it. 19, Survivor's Guilt by Vince Palomera. Should be way higher. And number 20, Girl on the Stairs by Barry Ernest. Should be way, way higher. So out of the top 20 books, we have, let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, at least 7, possibly 8, cook, what I call cook books. Books that are written and not sustained by anything except uh, fantasy and their word. Okay. Now, this is the kind of stuff we got to deal with, people. You know, and those are the these are the people that are making money. You know, you don't have the number two book, the number four book, five and six and seven book, and you're not making money. And and me and Lee's been on here for years. Doctor Mary's Monkey's been on here for years. Okay, and you know, it's uh, it's very hard to get away from. Now we also have. A lady named Pamela Brown, who runs a blog. Let me see if I can pull this up real quick and get you there. Here we go. It's called Finding Judith, and you can find it at findingjudith.blogspot.com. And this lady was, uh, I think she was a believer for maybe seven or eight years in Judith Baker and something happened. She came to her senses and, uh, now she is on a tear to discredit her. Okay. And, and she, here's what she says. All right. And, and it's something that I just said at the beginning of this podcast, you know, I'm not stupid. All right. Listen to this. All right. There is in fact, and I'm quoting right from the blog, Okay, of, of uh, Pamela Brown. There is, in fact, no objective documentation that they even had a personal relationship. Judith contaminated her own witness, Anna Lewis, by refusing to allow her researchers to speak with Anna first. And also, Deborah Conway was in the room, and also the tape was stopped numerous times. And you can hear Judy in the background uh, prompting her with answers. Uh, 60 Minutes saw through Judith after giving her a psych evaluation, like I said. She is that good. And Judith brags that she is smarter than everyone. Those who simply believe her without researching the 15 years of controversy she has caused on the news groups, news groups are proof of her claim. Here we go. More. The second part of Judith's story is the bioweapon plot. Ed Haslam, who conveniently happens to be from Judith's hometown of Bradenton, Florida, Wrote Mary Ferry and the Monkey Virus in the mid-90s. He created an alternative universe of possibilities of what-ifs. And Judith walked right into it and tried to make it real. She never told anyone about the bioweapon plot prior to Haslam's book coming out. That is a big, big red flag, people. I find that highly suspicious, he says. Nor did she come forward until after that book was published. Okay? In addition... Judith declined to come forward with her evidence during the Clay Shaw trial. I cannot imagine a more willing ear than that of Jim Garrison to anything that would exonerate Lee. Nor did she come forward during the HSCA or the ARRB. She waited until after the movie JFK came out and then came forward. 
not with witness testimony or verifiable evidence, but with a dramatic narrative which she claimed was real and evidence that she twisted and cherry-picked to create a Judith-centric version of the assassination. Okay? She concludes, It does not matter to me as much of what you think of Judith as that you are able to perceive that there are two sides to these stories and that the real story may be in the conflict, not in the belief. Sincerely, Pamela Brown. Now, I'll put up links to her blog because she has a lot of blog posts, and a lot of uh, a lot of points as to why Judith's story doesn't hold up, and that's findingjudith.blogspot.com. Yeah, so there's lots and lots of stuff, um, you know, about Judith, and I'm gonna try to pull up uh, one that I wrote some months ago and read you a little bit of that so bear with me here because they don't like what I called it let's see here yeah, and I'll put up some links to uh, the reopenkennedycase.org it's called the undoing of a fanaticist by uh Greg Parker about uh, all her stuff. Let's see what we got here. I think we're there. If I can get this thing to load up. Pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. Yeah, because I, I wrote one a long time ago. And it's on my old conspiracy critic blog. And I called it Judith Very Faker. And I'll put up links to that too. But I just wanted to uh, throw some of it out there to you. Um, and I'll put up links to the Zach and Trisha's blog. Uh, I can't find it right offhand. Oh, yeah, here we go, I think. Let me see here. I think we're there. Well, I might have put it with... Uh... Anyway. Hang on, because I'm going to find this damn thing. It's bugging me now. Sorry, I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling as fast as I can, people. Bear with me. It's got to be in here somewhere. Almost done scrolling. I am so sorry for this. I should have been more prepared. I wasn't even thinking about what I, what I myself wrote, <laughs> just what other people wrote, and uh, you know it's it's crazy. God, what in the hell did I do with it? I know I wrote one. <laughs> I swear I did, unless it's been taken down.
I don't know. But anyway, she aligns herself with, with uh, you know, the Fetzer crew. And, you know, Jim's put a lot of these people out and, and claimed them to be to be real. And, uh, like, Madeline, Baker, Baker, Madeline Duncan Brown, Judith Very Baker, people like that. Um, Judith, uh, actually, Judy, Judy Woods is another one, 9-11 related stuff. I don't know. I can't find this damn thing. Oh, well. It just summed, summed up my points I was trying to make. But it's all good because I'm making them from memory. Man, that really bothers me because I just paused it and went back and looked. And now I can't find it anywhere. So I don't know what the hell happened to it. That That's weird. Very, very weird. Now, here's some other problems I have with her story. The way they met. Her and Lee Oswald met. Um, you know, instead of him meeting, you know, meeting her when she got into town or, or following her and waiting until it was safe to approach her, um, you know, she's in the post office and they, they meet by accident, supposedly. You know, where she thanks him in Russian. Now, who does that? At the height of the Cold War... And these anti-communism uh, sentiments. Why would she answer somebody or thank them in Russian? You know, just to be different or gauche or what or, you know, whatever she was thinking at the time. This is her story. And uh, that doesn't make sense to me. You know, it's like a it's it's it's. It's like a fairy tale introduction. It, that's what it screams to me. Uh, you know, fairy tale, fairy tale. Another thing is that bothers me is why the government, okay, instead instead of putting this this mission, this project, in the hands of a homosexual. Uh, pedophilic you know dreg of society in David Ferry and this defector Lee Oswald who didn't have a pot to piss in and you know this unknown young girl from, from Florida and, and Mary Sherman Okay, why why would the government allow or or fund them to find a fast acting cancer? Why wouldn't they uh you know, scurry these people away to a clandestine lab somewhere and give them all the proper equipment they need, uh furnish them with radioactive materials that they needed, um in a sterile environment where everything could be controlled, experiments could be controlled, and they will be able to work on this stuff all day long instead of doing this in their spare time very ragtaggedly and shorthanded and in an unsterile, unsafe environment. It just doesn't make sense to me. Okay, you know, if the government really was, was, was planning on doing something like this, 
I would have to believe that somewhere, you know, they had, they would have these people in, you know, tucked away in a, in a lab somewhere and, and doing this research in the proper environment. Okay. I, I just can't believe that, you know, they were just like, all right, here's some money, you know, get a group of people together and, and figure it out. Okay. You know, I mean, come on, man. And then another thing is that, you know, when Judith says that she showed up there, you know, a week or two early and, and auctioner wasn't there, he was out of town business. Why would they just turn her away and say, sorry, hon, come back in two weeks. You know, we, we know you're, you're here with no money and no, no place to live. Sorry. See you later. A, why wouldn't they, you know, I mean, this is a major, you know, major hospital, major, you know, cancer research place, major vaccine research. You know, they could have given the poor girl, you know, a hundred bucks, you know, to get, to get a hotel for a couple of weeks. Or, you know, they could have brought her on, on, on campus of the medical campus and given her a dorm for a couple of weeks to stay in, you know, somewhere where she can, you know have shelter and bathe and, and eat, uh, you know, until, until Ashner got back and they got everything set up and going, you know, why would they just turn her away and say, mm, sorry, hon, <laughs> you're on your own. You know, they can, they can invite her there and offer her a full ride scholarship. Wouldn't have to pay for anything, but God damn, if you show up two weeks early, you know, you're on your own, you know, th- little things, little details like that, you know, gets me. And, and, you know why she would need to get that job at Riley at Riley Coffee. You know if they're, if they're setting her up, you know, for this full ride. You know, seems to me like they could provide her with at least a roof over her head. I mean, come on. You know, it's just the little things like that that don't make sense to me. And she's got answers for everything. Okay, it's been rehearsed in her mind for going on twenty years now. So. You know, some people can delude themselves so much and, and, and tell themselves lies so often that, that it becomes the truth for them. And it is a form of mental illness. And, you know, they're, they're uh, you know, what, what, what are their motivations? Well, you know, like I said, it could be fame, adoration, money, you name it. Okay. Because her and her husband split, split up in the uh, mid-90s early nineties. So here she is all of a sudden she was a taken care of lady for 30 years. Now she's on her own. She's got all these kids. A lot of her kids disowned her when she started spouting this Lee Harvey Oswald nonsense. And I did meet her son there. He seemed like a nice enough guy down to earth. You know, I don't know what he thought about everything. Um, you know, I know a couple of her siblings had problems with, with, with it. You know, she has a green glass. She says Oswald gave her, and that's it. No proof. No proof of anything except that she worked at Riley Coffee Company the same time Oswald did. And that she was, you know, in New Orleans at the same time Oswald was. That's all the proof we have. And Ron Lewis, Anna Lewis's husband, wrote a book in the late 80s. And guess who wasn't in it? Judith Baker. Yet she alleges that Anna and David... And her and Lee would go on these double dates. They would meet up at the at the at the diner or whatever, and have have dinner, drinks, or or you know wherever it was Anna worked. You know he wrote this book, 
and you know he's just a minor bit player in the whole saga. You know why wouldn't he just come out and say, "Look, Oswald had a girlfriend and it wasn't Marina." You know he didn't know he didn't know who the hell she was in the late eighties. You know if it was true. You know Carrie, she she alleges to meeting Carrie Thornley. You know Carrie Thornley during the Garrison investigation probably would have said, "Yeah, I saw Lee in, in New Orleans and he was with this chick, and it wasn't Marina." You know, he could have easily told Garrison that. He's, these people have no reason to lie. But he didn't. He didn't say that. He didn't back that up. And, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just, you know, it's, like I said, it's like a religion. It takes a lot of faith to believe someone's story with no proof. And unfortunately, when it comes to investigating this assassination, or any conspiracy for that matter, I need more than somebody's word. I don't care how trustworthy they are. You know, I don't care what kind of reputation they have. I'm going to need more than somebody else telling me this is so. Okay, you better you better come with something to back it up. And if you can't back it up, then I'm sorry. I have to discount you from the narrative. Okay? Because I've got a shit ton of other evidence sitting over here that says otherwise. And it tells me something else. And in the long run, does it really matter? You know, I mean, she says that Lee told her that he 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 was part of a assassination uh, ring, and, and he, he he had to participate. And he told her, you know, I've got to be up there. I've got to have my gun. I've got to shoot. He said, but as long as I'm up there, it'll be one less bullet aimed at Kennedy. You know, as if he was going to miss on purpose. Okay, this is what she says he told her. Then we have him. Now she says he's in the doorway. Okay. You know, nothing makes sense with her. It's just one thing after another after another. And she has her staunch supporters. Believe me, they are vehement and and they're nasty. And they will come after you if, if you so much as speak ill of her name. I'm telling you. But, uh. You know, that's about it for, 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 for Judy. And, you know, you can, you can believe what you want to believe. Um. But she's been around long enough, man. She's made enough money off this. She goes on speaking engagements, book tours. Now she's putting on conferences. She's got these, you know, best-selling books on Amazon. She's making money, people. Okay? You know, and she admits to, in her book, you know, helping to commit murder, if you believe what she's saying. You know, about killing the inmate in the, in the, uh, mental hospital or what the wherever they went to uh do human trials she admitted to murder okay so why haven't the fbi come knocking on the door and be like all right you're under arrest for doing this and doing this you you know you admitted to it you know because they can't prove it because it probably isn't true there's no statute of limitations on murder so what's up with that but uh you know that's about it for this week I got a new show I want everybody to go check out. It's called Strange Days Indeed. You can find it right here on Spreaker. Okay, if you go up to um, to my feed there and, and click on Shows, it'll have the Lone Gunman and it'll have Strange Days Indeed. And then you just click on Strange Days Indeed and it's got my new show right there. I'm only one show in, but please check it out. If you like it, give it a like, share it, um, spread the word. It's something different. It's not JFK related, but it is, you know, other stuff that I'm sure you'll like 
and a lot of you that are interested in this case will be interested in it. And uh, please, please, please continue to come back and listen. We're doing this up big for you. I was just on Doug's show. We were talking Fred Christman. Um, you know, I got all past 41 shows on Spreaker. If you want to go back and listen, go back and check them out in the archives. They're all still up there. You can go listen or download them. Find me on Stitcher. Find me on Spreaker. Find me on iTunes. Find me on Blueberry. Okay? And hopefully in a couple other places here too. Soon. I'm trying to make it easy for you guys to listen. You can pick your poison on how you want to do it. I'm just trying to give you some options. But anyway, this is your boy, Rob Clark, coming at you. This some bitch is in the satellite beamed up directly. Oh, I've done fucked that up. This some bitch is in the can beamed up directly to the satellite and down to your ears. This is your boy getting it right this time. Out. save because you work too hard for your money not to. Lowe's is here to help with special Labor Day savings throughout the store. When you buy a DeWalt two-tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver, you get a DeWalt bear tool for free. Choose from a reciprocating or circular saw, angle grinder, or 20-volt battery. And update your appliances and get up to 40% off select appliance special values. This Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Tool offer valid through 828. Appliance offer valid through 911 U.S. only. You do it right to save because you work too hard for your money not to. Lowe's is here to help with special Labor Day savings throughout the store. When you buy a DeWalt two-tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver, you get a DeWalt bear tool for free. Choose from a reciprocating or circular saw, angle grinder, or 20-volt battery. And update your appliances and get up to 40% off select appliance special values. This Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Tool offer valid through 828. Appliance offer valid through 911 U.S. only.